Greening Cyberspace, and welcome to episode 241 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. The first things first, Angelo, there is nothing in the world we love more. They get some listener mail. So we have a couple of pieces this week. So the first one is from Sam. So Sam says, I need you both to know that I laughed hard at the title of episode 240. Angelo, do you remember what the title of last week's episode was? Something about an Italian man and the evil eye. Real life Italian man battles the evil eye. Um, so Sam continues to say, my grandparents were Sicilian. Thank you. Thank you, Sam, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. And uh, may all of the good luck charms of the world protect you against said evil eye. Correct? Correct. Wait. I mean, unless you're like an anarchist, Angela, in which case you forgot to tell me. And then Trish also emailed us about how Microsoft Air wrote up an article all about Oddwise tap attractions. Uh, for sure, so one of them was a food bank. Um, which is interesting. <laughs> so this happened in mid-August, and then uh, towards the 20th or the 21st of August of this year, the article, Microsoft pulled the article. So, you know, uh, listing a food bank as a great tourist attraction, um, the fits and starts of uh, AI uh, creating content are, are right there, right? Um, but AI isn't the only thing to blame for creating this kind of content. Even humans create this kind of content. There is a website that Angelo is furious at that covers local events. You mean Montreal blog? Yeah, MTL blog. Well, furious. When was that? They stole my picture. That was like... They stole it. They stole it. Seven years ago, I guess. Like I took a picture of the lineup around the corner at the Apple store for, I think it was probably the iPhone 6 or 6S launch or something. And uh, yeah, they took my picture from the Instagrams and did not credit me. Nope, that is true. And so they, even their human uh, contributors are still uh, cranking out that garbage content. I recently saw a list of great places to read that included um, what sounds like a great idea, right? So there's a greenhouse um, adjacent to a library near me. Um, so they're suggesting it's great in there uh, to go read, except it is not. It is a very tiny space. There is a bench for sitting, one bench. And uh, it gets very humid in there very quickly. Like, it's, it's not a good place to read. Go to the uh, AC library that is very nice and large next door. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're a plant, you might want to read in there. Yeah, if you're, if you're uh, an enjoyer of photosynthesis, yes. go in there. That's um, a boss in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 was able to use photosynthesis to eat any of the sniper that could just sit down for uh, ages and wait people out and kill them with sniping. What a dream that would be to just live off of sunshine moisture water any of those basic things that you can find in the atmosphere his name was the end he was the oldest man on earth and then snake killed him okay of course angela happy birthday not to me not to you correct hey we're recording this on september 10th 2023 30 years ago tonight the x-files first episode premiered on fox i remember when the x-files started i uh I have a cousin that at the, at the time we were like, this is years ago, I was in, visiting them in New Jersey and he was talking to me about how he didn't like this new show, The X-Files, because it pushed away, uh, I forgot what it was called, one of those UFO shows the, that uh, was popular back then and it, uh, it replaced it on Fox. But I can't remember what the title of the show was. It wasn't Unsolved was it Mysteries. It no, was, it was UFOs uh, Factor Fiction? No, it wasn't that. It was... Uh, Something like The Unknown or something. Anyway, I forgot right. what it was called, but I'd have to look the it up. The Leonard Nimoy show? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, happy birthday, Mulder, Scully, uh, Cigarette Man, etc., right? And I think with the pilot, they went right into the alien stuff right away. They sure did. They started the mythology of the show right running from the first episode. They did, there's no easy glide into 
Smoking it, Man was in there too. Exactly, yeah. I I still can't believe that Gillian Anderson was a child when she started that show, basically. She was 25. I mean, it's not a child, technically. I yes. guess, but I always thought of her, like, because I was so I was younger back then, so obviously I thought her as, like, she's, I think, like, 10 years older than me, so to me she was, like, this grown person, perpetually 40. Right. right. But now she is uh, aging quite gracefully. I don't know if you watch Sex Education. Uh, you know, I know that you are a, a, a horn dog of sorts, so I know that you're always looking for um, shows with those words in them, so, you know, right there. I'm watching the show Ghosts, and there's a lot of uh, uh, borderline, like, sexual innuendo in there, and I'm watching it with my daughter, and it's a bit weird, but we're enjoying the show. I'm glad. Do you have to explain anything? No, no, she, we don't, we, she does not ask questions. Double density. Speaking of things we don't ask questions about, Angelo, today's topic is one that you and I love to live, laugh, love about. Um, so we're uh, uh, installment number six of Revisiting Coast to Coast AM, and you and I decided to pick rods what the hell are rods you're saying well you're going to find out tonight we're going to talk about rods we're going to talk about a uh may 25th 1999 episode of coast to coast game with art bell where jose escamilla once again um explains to the masses what rods are how they affect the world what they could be what they can't be and of course a little bit of shilling we're discussing i think what was his first appearance on coast no to coast. he'd appeared before that once or twice but this okay. is like a really in-depth one yeah, he's in there for the whole episode. Yeah, he's in there for, for almost three hours, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it means that Art likes him, right? As we've, as we've Yeah, learned. he didn't dump him. Yeah. He didn't dump great. him, which is good. So, um, so something that you and I have both come to realize, uh, speaking of horny men, Art, like, Art Bell is qu- quite a horny man. We'll be talking about this later on as we get to that part of the Coast to Coast episode, but yeah, he never shies away from a chance from making a uh, sex joke of some kind. Or asking about the sex lives of Rods, which we'll get into later. Hey, yeah, and I mean, look, look, Rods, it's right there in the, the name. <laughs> right, right. If you were <laughs> to point to the name to begin of it. with. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about, uh, um, you know, the person, the guest, Jose Escamilla, right? So he's been on Coast to Coast a bunch um, up until his untimely passing um, on December 12th, 2018. I don't know if you read any of these threads, Angela. They're kind of depressing. Yeah, a little sad, too. I mean, the only one that kind of pays tribute to him is the one as the tweet by uh, Lauren uh, Coleman. And uh, and Lauren Coleman's problematic <laughs> in other ways, but still. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. I, I honestly did not know he had passed away until I decided to look it up while we were working on this episode. Yeah. Um, but while he was still alive, definitely a, a big lover of all things Rods. To the end, Something int- right? He never sort of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He never really gave in to the fact that they were not actual no. paranormal no. things and more just artifacts of the way video and photography Correct. works. Um, so uh, by this time in 1999, Jose had released. Uh, what was this is such a weird thing, and I'm, I want to ask your brain about this, right? So originally, the title of the video was "Rods: The Smoking Gun Evidence!" Exclamation point, which was then retitled to "Solar Obliteration Method." Angela, what? Those are two things that have nothing to do with each other. That is correct, and I'm wondering what the retitling is all about. This is over on IMDb. I've googled it. I can't find a really good explanation as to why this has happened. So, if anyone knows, double NC podcast at gmail.com, or if you still hate yourself, double underscore density over on Twitter. Brian, 
what did you think of this uh, episode? I I always like just the intro where it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. Just the uh, time travelness of going back to the yes. '90s and listening yeah. to things about how you know the internet was in its infancy. Art saying things like, well, if you have a computer, and going on and on about how great real video is, G2, made by two outstanding companies, uh, Intel and what was the other one? Broadcast.com. Yeah. Well, what is Broadcast.com? Is that, that no longer exists? I think it was probably bought by CBS, right? No, so Broadcast.com was the, the site by which he is like allowed to um, share audio on the internet. And in this case, he shares... Uh, with Jose's blessing, Jose's 11-minute videotapes are made available online the entire time. So something weird that he does here, and this is kind of techie, is that he all, he asks only those who have viewed the video to call in later on, which I find kind of interesting. So a couple of things about rods to remember. They exist. They are in the sky. They are um, – you. well, we'll get this to a minute, but you cannot typically see them with the naked eye. And uh, something interesting that I wanted to note as a side note is that uh, your friend of mine, Bruce Backaby, ha- reviewed Jose's photos at uh, some point in when the craze of rods started and said that these rods are at least two to four meters long. Now, you got to remember, Bruce Maccabee also believed that Ed Walters' Gulf Breeze Polaroid photos were real. So, and just as an FYI. Bruce Maccabee, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, as he loves to say, is also a video expert. And what does this prove, Brian? No one is a video expert. Yeah, it proves that he's not a video expert at all. And that (laughs) if someone was a video expert, they would have realized, oh, wait, this is a frame rate thing. One of my favorite things uh, in the way that this episode starts. And you may recall that Ed Dames said that as a fun project, he looked at the phenomenon of rods is that we jump right into Ed Games had previously mentioned rods, and then, you know, of course, people had reached out to Jose, and then Art had reached out to Jose, which is kind of how we land here, right? So um, we're going to play a clip in a second, in a little bit of time. This is like a little bit of a, a long clip about what uh, 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 rods are, but first, we're going to hear Art relaying how Ed Dames described rods. Rods are a life form coexisting with us on the planet. That was Ed Dames. Ed Dames seems to feature prominently in the episodes of Coast to Coast that we've chosen. I think his name has been said in at least four or five of them. Does that mean that, like, Ed Dames was named almost in every episode of Coast to Coast? It seems I feel like, like it's just like this weird uh, frequency thing. You know, it's like a, a nice kind of... Uh, the topics uh, we choose. Yeah. There's a simpatico nature to this. So I think next up, like... Episode seven should be an Ed Dave centered one, right? And I have a, I have two in mind that we're going to do, or I want to do, and I'll have to listen to both first before picking one. Because I need to learn a bit more about Ed Dave's. I know about him in broad strokes, but I don't remember ever hearing him talk to anybody. You're just really excited to talk to a man who calls himself, or who's been called Dr. Doom, right? So. Yeah, and I get him confused with Richard Hoagland. I know I shouldn't, because they argue no, all the time. No, like, so Ed Dave's is the remote viewer guy. Richard yeah. C. Hoagland is the horny Mars guy. Again, horny. Everybody's horny. Everybody's horny tonight. Well, I mean, because he's also made really bad yeah. sexual choice. <laughs> so, yeah. So. so, Angelo, rods are, according to Ed Dame's life forms on this planet, right? So, apparently... He's not wrong. We're, we're coexisting with another life form on this planet, and we have proof. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coexisting on this planet with another life form, and we have the proof... Which kind of sounds like disclosure to me a little bit. Yeah. The notion of disclosure, right? 
I couldn't help but laugh throughout this whole thing because, yes, they're talking about a life born on Earth. And, like, spoiler alert, we know what rods are now. They're bugs and insects and sometimes birds. So we're going to get into a bit of the science behind that later on because I want to talk about something very specific about the technology used. I feel like I sound like Christopher Walken there. Um, so yeah, just keep in mind, these are just... These are just found things in, in nature, right? Did I so, not sound uh, like Christopher Walken there? Sometimes birds. <laughs> that was weird. I was watching The Dead Zone the other night because I'm doing a David Cronenberg thing, and I've, I've reached a video drum. So before that, of course, is Kids Dead like Zone. That so I'm just a, um, oh, yeah, of course they would. So, yeah, Angela, I'm going to drop in the explanation as to what Jose thinks rods are here. Back in 1994, March 5th, 1994, I was in Roswell, New Mexico, visiting my mom and my sister. Who still reside there. I, I originally grew up in Roswell, and uh, I've lived in Los Angeles for 20 years, worked in the entertainment business as a film and video editor. And, you know, after the Northridge earthquake, I went home to see my mom and my little sister, you know, and uh, March 5th, 1994, uh, I get a phone call from Midway, New Mexico, which is nine miles south of Roswell, mm-hmm. and they tell me there's UFO activity out there. So I bring the video camera, and I film 16 minutes of what I thought would be the only UFO experience I'd ever have. And, um, you know, being a film and video editor, I can tell you that, uh, when, uh, I mean, I saw the UFOs there in the first place, you know, with the naked eye. Right. And, you know, I started looking at the footage frame by frame, and I go, man, this is amazing. This is the first time I'd ever been involved in anything like this. <laughs> so I was back there on, on Saturday, uh, March 19th, and it was about 2 in the afternoon, and uh, I started filming again, you know, making a uh, promo for hard copies, what it was. I was making a promo trying to show what happened on March 5th. And something passed by, and I could see it in the viewfinder. I kept thinking, and you can hear me verbalize on the original video. I, I said, that's a bug, that's a bird, that's a bug. Things were zipping by that I could detect in the viewfinder. When I started looking at the video uh, and started queuing the video up to make this promo, I noticed that there was something that flew by that looked like a snake in the sky. And I go, well, you know, that must have been an insect. But then... I had an insect that passed by, and then a bird, and then this thing that looked like a serpent, you know, a snake coming from across the road. And I go, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense here. Here's an insect, here's a bird, what the heck is this, you know? So after that, I started uh, making sure that I was actually capturing something that was definitely not known, you know, by normal means. I mean, I, I can tell you what an insect looks like or a bird. But these things were like flying snakes. So, you know, it intrigued me enough to where I started doing tests. So take a moment and ask yourself, do you believe this explanation? The thing with Escamilla is that he's so convinced. And he's, he's a good salesman, I feel like. He really pitched this well. And it was his one paranormal horse to ride for uh, what ended Decades. up being the rest of his life about this. and. He uh, he didn't have any wiggle room with this, right? Like, no matter how no. much people went to prove to him that, you know what, sorry, buddy, you're wrong, and we're seeing less and less rods now because of high-speed cameras and high-definition video and now 4K and all that stuff, right? Like, that, that has really reduced the appearances of rods. Yeah, they're everywhere because they are everywhere. There's insects everywhere. He does go on to say how these things could not have been where life forms were but like insects are insects they're going to be everywhere that is correct also apparently according to jose they move extremely fast after we've uh, done our research we found that small rods anywhere from four inches up to maybe four feet 
in length, they traveled probably in the hundreds of miles per hour. We're talking, I think, at the most, maybe 150, 200 miles an hour. Yeah, because if an insect is right in front of a lens, which is quite small, in some cases the size of the Angel, insect Angela, keep itself, explaining the tech, and I keep telling you to wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, this one, this really gets to me because it is tech and paranormal, and it, it frustrates me that in 2023, in doing the research for this episode, people are still thinking this is a real thing. And that uh, their rods are evolving? Well, you know, we, we used to think that these things flew, uh, and they had tiny little wings along the torso that propelled them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, or, or we thought they were uh, globes of energy. Because, you know, some of them we thought they were actual craft. But, sure. uh, you know, it, we found out that it, they, they possess an undulatory membrane uh, that runs along both sides of the torso and undulates much like the membrane of a cuttlefish in the ocean. Huh. And these things, that's the way they pro- seem to propel themselves. And I've given up the notion that they fly through the air. I say now they swim through the air. And so then he gets asked around 50 minutes in, you know, what are these things, Jose? You want to venture a guess? What the hell are these, Jose? Gee, I, I, you know, it, I'm back to where I was back in 94. I don't have the, the clearest notion as to what they are. I just know that it's a living entity life form of some kind that has the ability to traverse, traverse both mediums of liquids, and I'm talking the ocean and the sky. I mean, it's able, it, it has the ability to traverse both easily. Birds or insects, Angelo, often mistaken for birds or insects. It's, it's, it's often like they're so close. He's so close to understanding everything, right? But to do that, he'd have to reconcile what the others are saying, what he's putting out there, right? And so he exists in this weird space of like cognitive dissonance where to stop believing in rods is to stop believing in everything. It's not an uh, all or nothing proposition here. You can say you're wrong sometimes about certain things. Did Going back to Bruce Backaby, did he ever say he was wrong about the Gulf Breeze stuff? He did not know. No. So these guys have a lot of trouble saying a few things. One of them being, I don't know, because the lavas have to have an explanation. And the other saying, I was wrong. Speaking of uh, people that uh, never apologize, uh, here's a clip talking about Jose and Phil class. It wasn't until I started... Uh using my professional, you know, ability at looking at video and film in different perspectives that I realized, look, here's an insect, here's a bird, what the heck is this? And that's where it started changing for me, you know, and I'm telling you, uh, you know, Art, right now, uh, the way the investigations have gone now, we've eliminated all the possibilities. I know. I mean, even Philip Class. Um, okay, he did not even debunk us last year when we did the presentation at the symposium. Philip Class, uh, in fact, took notice and said, oh my, very interesting, didn't he? Yeah, he said, he said look, um, it's definitely not a hoax. He said, if it is a hoax, you definitely fooled me, you know? So, Angela, your friend Philip Class, right here, making an appearance too, are you happy? Always happy to hear Philip Class. <laughs> of course you are. Also, uh, some news to note. Uh, as of this recording here in 1999, Rods 3, the VHS tape, is being produced. Ironic that it's a VHS tape about VHS tapes. Kind of like a, a meta moment right there. 
I'm, I'm now producing uh, Rods 3. This is going to be the ultimate release on the video. I'm in production right now with it. And I'm workly, uh, working closely with uh, Creighton and with Adrian, who have worked with uh, John Bro. These guys have captured some incredible stuff over here in Reseda. Ouroboros? Is that the snake eating his own That is tail? correct, yeah. Correct. And then, of course, um, Art asks Jose what he's up to. You have nothing to sell right now, but you will. Yes, but I'm telling you right now, these are going to be the coup de grace of UFO videos ever released because we have an enormous amount, an enormous amount of footage that's just going to totally amaze people. All right, that's uh, skyfish at packbell.net. Exactly. All right, they can email you there. Angel, let us talk a bit about Jose's email address. So there's a, there's a mistake here where in this first time, and I the, the way I had transcribed it, in the notes, I had written it as Pac-Bell, like P-A-C-K. So it's skyfish at pacbell.net, which is like old school internet right there. But Art made a mistake and said C-K. And later on in the episode, Art, um, not Art, later on in the episode, Jose corrects him and says it's a P-A-C pack, like a super pack. <laughs> or Pac-Man, which is what's on your t-shirt. It is. I'm wearing a Pac-Man shirt. The funniest thing, though, is that Skyfish is also a way in which rods are described by Jose and uh, uh, believers, followers of of this dogmatic um, supernatural cryptid or the series of cryptids. For those of you out there feverishly trying to Google rods, do not Google rods. Do not even Google paranormal rods because you're going to go into dousing. Uh, uh, Or or, uh, uh, dragon sex toys. Don't Google that. No. I used Skyfish to actually find more information on YouTube. We should get matching Skyfish tattoos to commemorate this moment. And like just a little rod with flappy sort of like ribbons (laughs) on either side. It's going to be our whole backside. Because in the research I've done is the diagrams of these things are pretty hilarious. They're literally rods, like like the inanimate rod that uh, Homer Simpson held up in his hand in that episode of the simpsons many many years ago exactly with, the one that made time magazine yes but with flappy little ribbons on either side yeah but like um equally positioned blocks right so picture a rod in pause sometimes as like one line and then you picture a rectangle on top and then a rectangle of equal size on the bottom next to it on the on the underside top side underside blah 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 yeah and that's that's exactly what you have as a rod also rods are not they're not new, Angelo. I don't know if you know this phenomenon, but apparently rods have been around for a long time. First, we're going to go to a clip of that, and then we're going to go to an explanation of what that's all about. I can estimate right now that there are within, within what kind of area? Within the close proximity of your face. <laughs> at any given moment? At any given moment. They are so pervasive in their nature. I mean, whatever these things are, they have managed to exist among us for the last thousands of years or what have you. Are they machines, Angelo? 
They could be. They've existed for thousands of years. An insane comment to make. I do not understand how they're able to ascertain this without actually understanding um, where these are. And then apparently birds chase them, or do yeah, they chase like birds? The, yeah, this, this is, like is the, a very a chicken and egg kind of situation here. No pun intended. This is the uh, the veterinary section of the episode where we talk about birds chasing rods or rods chasing birds. And then this explains everything, Brian, why cats go crazy sometimes. It is because rods. of rods. Rods. Of course, rods. Not because they're being cats. And of course, yeah, uh, Jose hangs out with zoologists. Here's one of the things. Their metabolic rate. I mean, when I say that, I mean, I'm talking scientific terms here because I learned these off of some of the zoologists. But they're saying, you know, for a creature to be able to fly or swim through the air as fast as these things go, they're burning up an enormous amount of energy. Yes. And whether they are light-bodied creatures or what, their metabolic rate is so far advanced than any creature or human being on the planet. I mean, they, they said the enzymes that these things may possess may have the secrets, you know, to, to a lot of the cures that... Uh, that we need, you know, cures for cancer, heart disease, and things of this nature. They said there's no telling what their enzymes may produce for us. I, um, I also like that he does have a video. He wasn't able to show it, but a cat actually chasing a rod caught yeah. on, t- on tape. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you know, there, there might be a, a rod hive. And the cave in Mexico is a habitat for these things. We know they're there all the time. They live in that cave. Uh, live in the cave? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Or they, they exist in the cave for whatever reason it is. They're there all the time. That's actually a horrifying thought. Which is a very confusing... Yes. Of like, um, so Let's keep the Simpsons analogies going, right? So, you know, when um, Maggie gets sent to the daycare and it's filled with kids, right? Kind of like that. <laughs> the, the evil version of herself? Exactly, yeah, and she's trying to get her, her, her pacifier back, right? With the unibrow baby, right? Exactly. I still know my Simpsons. I haven't watched it in 15 years, but I know my Simpsons. Would you let your kids watch it on Disney Plus? We've watched a few of the short Simpsons clips that have to do with Marvel and Star Wars, and they actually enjoyed them. You should show the, them the one where uh, Millhouse's parents get divorced and see how they feel. I'd have to make sure it is a newer hd version like the later because because when they watch four by three stuff it it uh it classifies as old although they've watched avatar the last airbender and enjoyed it even though it's four by three well there you go um obviously researching rods angela getting back on track here is an expensive endeavor and it's been very very difficult nobody wants to jump in and help us well because they have to go all over the world and you know they they may live in certain caves and uh Gotta go find those rod hives. The cave in question here that we I just mentioned is the the one in Mexico where people were base jumping into. That's correct. That is the most vivid memory I have from the special TLC documentary. I feel like with the rods documentary, TLC is where it started going off the rails from the learning channel to the nonsense channel. So a rod agenda is what you're saying has been brought to light and shifted Tilsey's focus from learning to speculation. Yeah, there was a whole series. I remember talking about with this with my friends where there was that episode where they went to like the mystery spot. And I think Jose actually mentions this in this episode of Coast does, to Coast. Yeah. yeah. And that was its own episode of that series. But then they talked about it in the rods saying when we went to this place, we actually caught rods there as well. Um, 
notwithstanding the fact that it was in a forest where there's bugs. A lot of, lot of factors going in there that seem pertinent to people who like to take a holistic view on this phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. So he uh, says that there's irrefutable proof that they exist. I guess the proof is these videotapes, right? These videotapes that he's shooting. That's fine. He's, like you said, he's so close. Why do they only appear on videotapes? Why do they seem to follow patterns that birds follow? Why do they look like bugs? He's, like you said, he's just one step away from getting the correct answer. Yeah, and it's super annoying to watch because you know that the answer is right there, right? Well, looking at this so many like years later, where we've fully explained these, although, like I said, people still think they're a thing on the internet, it's sort of frustrating and sad at the same time. In that, like, so many people believed and still continue to believe? Yeah, and he uses the word irrefutable often, and some of the callers use that word as well. Upset <laughs> well, at we'll the talk establishment. About that after. Yeah. We'll talk about that after, yeah. Because uh, uh, the lines do get open towards the, the last half of this episode. Um, so uh, I found something interesting that, like, so Art comes back from, the, you know, the, the top of the hour break and talks about how revolutionary sharing video on the internet is while broadcasting live radio was. I really thoroughly enjoyed that tech moment of, oh, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like, you, you got one or the other, but not both a lot of the time. And now radio is pretty much gone in, in the format that it was, and it's all become podcasts. In terms of that, like, coast-to-coast, coast, does it coast-to-coast coast even still exist? It sure does. But is it, and I guess call-in stuff really still needs AM radio, although the uh, the pool of callers may so have been. That is something I wanted to address, because I have read some stuff that actually, George Norrie, and I'm like, this is alleged, right? So apparently, George Norrie has, like, hand-picked callers that they, uh, the production staff bothers to, like, call in. So the opposite one point, of what Art yeah. did. So apparently, like, and I, I'm not sure of this because I, I didn't hear the audio clip, but I was reading something, I think maybe on, on the Coast Coast AM subreddit, about how uh, a caller slipped up and said, well, you called me first when George said something. Ooh. And there's like, there's, there's a bunch of regulars that do, that do appear. So, you know, that is, uh, that is fine. Coming back to rods, though, are ever-present lords of rods, right? So they exist definitely outdoors, according to Jose, but they've only recently have been uncovered indoors, too, which I find interesting. And he also goes on to explain that they have sound recordings of these rods. It's like a snapping sound, like a click. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, Sometimes rods do get in when you forget the screen door open. Well, this is what I'm saying, right? If they and look then like the something, cats chase them. And they sound like a something. And more importantly, if they smell like a something. And let me tell you the, the strange thing about this. They had these halogen lights, real bright halogen lights. Right. And they said that things kept snapping into the lights, burning up. Insects they, usually, right? You yeah, and you know, you, they said, well, you know, the curious thing about it is, uh, you know, insects usually smell very foul when they burn up. Yes, right. Okay, they said that the stench that they smelled was not... <clears throat> sour at all it smelled like somebody was burning steaks interesting that when rods burn up in halogen lights they sort of smell like insects like my guy you're hitting all of the senses here oh so what do they eat brian well apparently if they're moving super fast they're gonna have to eat something that is high um in, in protein and keeps them like the energetic right like the flash so <laughs> yeah exactly which leads to art asking about this you don't suppose jose there's rod cannibalism do you well i don't know I mean, in other words, is there, have you ever caught a video or a, a frame of a rod apparently merging with another rod 
We do. We have rods that seem to connect and then disconnect. I mean, uh, this happened in Mexicali. I was there. And then also this. But that, that, that could be a rod sexual interlude. Hey, it could be a, uh, yeah, it could be a rod, uh, <laughs> rod party or something. I, I told you Arbel's a horny guy, Angelo. I... <laughs> Why did he have to bring it here? Why did he have to bring it to that? Like, the, what was going through his mind? I don't know, my friend. It's been, it's awkward. How do they, um, how does that even work? They're, they're two rods. How do two rods Oh, exactly. One gets into another? I don't know. Does a rod so then, have a smaller rod? Oh, like rod offspring. Yeah, no, like. No one's quite sure of how they yeah. procreate, right, Angela? Okay. Unlike bugs, we don't know how these things procreate. I mean, maybe like, they're like the dinosaurs in uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Speaking of, of movies and things of fiction, Jose then refers to the broadcast they're uh, in the middle of doing as the same as War of the Worlds, Angelo. Yes, they're making why is this? Why is this such... Why is this a bad analogy? Explain this one to me. I mean, look, people are still talking about it, tw- like, how many years? 25 years later. Two guys on a Sunday night are talking about this. Angelo, War of the Worlds is an awful analogy because it was fake. It was staged. Is this Jose... Slipping, a, like, making a, a Freudian slip of things. That's not how I, I under how I, how I felt he wanted to come across. He wanted to come across as something historic, right? That everybody's going to want to listen to. When you put it that way, he just sounds crazy. Correct. Speaking of crazy, though, uh, good question. Are rods translucent? Is it possible with good shots to see virtually see inside rods? Can you actually look through them? Are they semi-transparent? Do you see any structure within them? Okay, the shot that uh, they see there with the door frame that was taken April 4th over at Adrian's house, that's definitely a rod that's translucent. It's a dark streak. I guess so. Because sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. (laughs) Speaking of seeing them, though, um, Jose explains how uh, you can see, he sees rods everywhere. People, how many times have you looked for a bumblebee? I mean, you don't see them all the time. You know they exist, you know they're there. But, uh, you know, occasionally you'll see a bumblebee pass by or a June bug or something. Yep. These things, maybe, you know, one of, the, one of the titles that I had for a video was called Invisible Invasion. I mean, here we are doing our normal day routines, okay? I was sitting in Burbank here one time at a friend's patio, and I see rods all over the place. I'm looking in the sky. People walking in the street, looking at me, looking up. They look up. They see nothing. They keep on going about their business. And I'm over here, and I'm going, man, nobody sees what I'm seeing. Right. So he, he kind of explains the story about how he is like seated somewhere and he'll look up and see rods and then other people look up and they'll see nothing. Wow. Incredible. You uh, see that in a, in a news clip you sent me about this. Uh, there's like a news report on rods. They, people are really buying into this and they followed him all the way to Mexico to that cave. And he was trying to point out the rods to the reporter who could not see them. But Jose was able to see them. Correct. Uh, and if you are looking to want to see them too, here's how. Uh, you know, train your eyes on your home videos and look at TV. And if you see something that passed by look like an insect, rewind the tape and go frame by frame. If it's an insect, it'll appear as it is. But if it's an elongated thing, you just saw a rod. And I'm, I'm seeing rods all the time. And then, of course, Jose makes the biggest claim of the episode right here. Look, we're not hoaxing this. I mean, we would not gain anything by, you know, pulling the wool over the public's eyes. Angelo, he is hoaxing no one. I don't feel like he ever thought he was hoaxing people. 
that's not how he comes across. He comes across. I do as, feel like he was honest in his pursuit, though. Like it's clear that once again, I think that like his worldview was such that if he had to accept that rods did not exist, that was a large cataclysmic problem um, for him to admit to. Well, because it was everything. He set his whole life to this. Correct. And it's so the, this is the part where I want to talk about tech. Okay, so okay. he Jose mentions doing tests on the Sony VX one thousand camera. So the Sony VX one thousand camera. As a side note, something interesting is when I was digging in trying to find some modern footage, a, a lot of skateboarders on YouTube uh, have bought this as like the vintage. Uh, model of choice to shoot skate videos which i find super endearing um so the vx1000 is a three chip camera so basically what it means is that the lens um has three chips inside of it in order to interpret what's going on okay um, versus like a more commercial high eight or mini dv uh one chip right so i started with a high eight tape which is probably what jose was doing right because he was talking about how he was shooting for hard copy right so if, if that is done then you're probably doing that on a high-end commercial or even a high-end uh, consumer-grade camera. And um, the interesting thing about that, obviously, is it shoots in, in 28 uh, you know, frames per second. Um, uh, it is interlaced, right? So there's a lot of like really interesting kind of stuff that happens. And that is the core of what you were talking about before, Angelo, is that when you are pausing the thing, you're kind of pausing um, uh, either within a frame or in between frames, depending on how you fall on something. So... A lot of these insects, a lot of these bugs, a lot of these birds, a lot of these like weird tricks of nature appear in a single frame, of course, and they all look different and they're all kind of, you know, wavy, if not, uh, you know, elongated elongated, uh, for a a number of different reasons. Right. So and that has to do with the technology you're saying before the technology being used, this one chip, three chip, high eight uh, era of shooting right now. We shoot all digitally, as you're saying before, Um, you know, you're using hard drive space the cameras are a lot better than anything was available there so not interlaced uh, videos a not world interlaced of anymore exactly you're not on crts right like i'm looking both of us in front of us are looking at a what apple calls retina but what essentially means we can't even see pixels on this thing because of the the clarity of the image well and, you can kind of see pixels on mine because mine's not well lit right now oh yeah well no so i'm not I I mean, if you're looking at an actual text base, yes, I see you're totally pixelated right now on on uh, in Zoom. But it, in, my twenty point eight K modem won't let me run more than that. It's really hard, Brian, for us to communicate like this. But it, it's kind of funny what you bring up that he likes having a specific camera because it reminds me of how EVPs are only heard with certain specific recorders that have actual inherent flaws in them. That's correct, and we've covered that before in prior episodes, too, yeah. about how there's, like, preferred tech, right? So this is the, the VX1000 was, of course, stated there tech. You can actually buy it on, on, on eBay now, like, a, a good version of this camera for, like, 100 200 bucks USD. I don't even know. I want to know what the shipping is like. But is it's the price there, right? going to go up because of our podcast episode? The, the, the double density bump in price? Probably. Yeah. You and I both have to purchase one and go after and find some rods out there, Angela. How does that sound? You and your kids can find rods. We can be the, uh, the JHS of uh, podcasting where uh, whenever Josh talks about an old guitar pedal that nobody wanted and are available for, like, 20 or $30, everybody goes out and buys it and shoots up the price. And everybody blames Josh for wanting to raise prices on pedals he doesn't even produce. It's pretty funny. The internet. Who knew? Coming soon to a theater near you. Are you sorry, sir, that you brought your son along to see Alien? No, ma'am. I think you should have seen it. It's something that he needs to 
know that things could like that could happen in life. That could be a true story. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for Ridley Scott's alien. <laughs> Double density. To expose an entire species of life that is coexisting with us on the planet is a is a completely non-trivial story. I mean, this is a really, really big story. It is a bigly story, Angelo. Biologists around the world would want to work on this. Don't they want to expose new life on Earth, right? Which is just a wild consideration to make, right? I just want to picture the microbiologist or the zoologist who, like, has talked to him, right? Just picture the frustrated medical professional, the researcher. And Jose shows up and he's like, listen, I got all this. I got all this, all these video camera um, um, shots. I got videos to show you. Aren't you okay, interested? Well, yeah, well, no, but we discovered this. It's called the housefly. <laughs> So then a caller calls in and then asks if you see them IRL, and this is what Art and Jose have to say. You'll be able to see them after the video. Yeah, after you know what they look like, then you'll be able to distinguish what they look like in real time or with the naked eye. I mean, with the naked eye, it's, it's, it's easy to distinguish them, but you can also easily dismiss them as insects. And that's been a major uh, hurdle that we've had to try to explain to people is, look... You've probably seen hundreds of them, you just didn't know. So uh, the idea here is you have to train your brain to find rods by first watching videotapes of rods, to become indoctrinated by videotapes of rods, to spot these behaviors of rods, and then uh, mimic what you see in the air. Do you need flashlights, or is that just for Stephen Greer? That's for Stephen Greer only. Okay. That's for the, uh, the VIP weekends only. Okay. Sorry, Angelo. Us plebs out here ain't spending thousands of dollars a weekend uh, in order to see some rods. And then, of course, can you... Call down rods mentally, a caller asks. Jose answers yes. And he's thought, he thinks about rods, and then they come to him. What a great way to live your life. He's just got an answer for everything. And the more and more this episode went on, the more and more uh, Jose started sounding a little unhinged about this. And it's, it, it's kind of upsetting because you can't be a good researcher and completely close your mind to the fact that what you're working on may be different than what your hypothesis is. That's the whole point of what researchers do, is to make sure their educated guess is correct. And when it's not correct, they adjust. There's no adjustment. That is correct. You, you, you go ahead and go forth with the data on hand. And as the data set continues to grow, you adjust, right? Um, speaking of like theories and things like that, so here is a clip of Jose explaining uh, the CU Nation or a CU Nation interpretation of what RUDs are. The Native Americans, I have a friend of mine, his name is Standing Elk, and he's the, uh, one of the spiritual leaders for the Sioux Nation. He started filming rods back in 1997, May of 97, and Spirit had guided him, and he said he went out there and set up his camera in Marty, South Dakota, and he said the elders did a ceremony on rods, and he said, here's what they are. They're, they're, they're things that have come out because of the collapse of the dimensions, the, uh, you know, the, the interdimensional collapse or what have you. Right. And he said that the white rods, the elders were saying the white rods are like our prayers, the dark rods are like our thoughts, and huh. the huh. red and yellow rods are something else. We don't know what they're doing here. So that was a lot. Yeah. A lot to take in all at once. What do you think? I think it's all bunk, Angelo. You know this. I know this. Again, time traveling back to the 90s and listening to this episode, it's frustrating with what we know now and what we see now in that rods are no longer a, a thing that's possible, really, if you're using 
good camera equipment. I mean, not even if you're using your phone because you're shooting. Like my, are phone we doing shoots- the? Do- oh, wait, hold on a second. Are we doing the double density rods challenge? Show us a a video. Of show me your rod. Rod. Show me your rod. Show me your rod. Show me your rod. Show me your rod that you've shot, and I will mail you something special that I have in my home. I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, but. Uh, here is a clip of Art agreeing with the caller. I mean, if the evidence it appears to be irrefutable. Absolutely. Irrefutable. And it, it just seems like you're sitting on their tushes. Oh, well, we need a little bit more evidence or whatever. But come on, this is Nobel Peace Prize winning material here. Nobel Peace Prize winning, Angela. What do you think? I love the fact that, like, Jose was humble. He's like, I've never thought about this until people brought it up to me. I... I... <laughs> How is this Nobel Peace Prizing? It's not like they're, they, they, they won an election and should just get a Nobel Prize like certain presidents did. <laughs> yeah. So then Jose also really wants people to email him. Angela, what's that email address again? It's skyfish at pacbell.net. Correct. And then, of course, here is a caller making the ideal connection about the different kinds of rods. See, I, I, wrote up a, uh, I wrote up an article in my site called The Knots. I won't go into it here, but I made the connection between these things, the rods, mm-hmm. with UFOs, with ghosts, and with human souls. And then you had mentioned that a caller says good morning, just like Tim Cook, which I found kind of interesting. And we're going to be hearing Tim Cook say good morning. Uh, you'll have heard him yesterday as of this episode coming out because... That's true. And we'll be covering that next week. Yes. Good morning. He really sounded like Tim Cook. Come on. And then, of course, we're mixing all kinds of things together, right? So at one point, they explain that there are different kinds of colors of rods. Almost, Angela, like there are different kinds of colors of birds and insects. I I do want to kind of go back to what Tim Cook said, though. And uh, allegedly, Tim Cook. And he says they look like a silver blimp and it's a craft and then says we're mixing all kinds of things together. Yeah, you are. You're just using rods as the unifying theory of all things paranormal, both cryptozoological and uh, ufological. Correct. So just making the clear line between everything together, right? Rods, they connect things. And then, of course, I want to. The last clip we're going to play here is uh, an email that Arts gets. And Angela, once again, horny on main for Art. Here's somebody who I guess couldn't resist writing the following simply. Art, these are obviously sperm of the gods. <laughs> you think about it, it could be true. Oh, God. What is wrong with him? I don't know, my friend. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one. He probably had something on his mind, right? It's so cringy. And then, of course, Angelo, you decided to go a little bit deeper on the tech side of things. You asked your friend of mine, ChatGPT, what they thought of rods. Yeah, it's... um. Basically, it came... I guess there's not much good and well-written information on this because what ChatGPT spit back out sounded like a child's weekend uh, book report. You're only as good as the prompts you write, Angela. Remember that. I guess, but I I literally asked, uh, what are paranormal sky rods or skyfish? And this is what it came out with. Uh, do we want to? Are you going to post this online, or we just want to read a bit of it here? I'll, I'll read its its uh, its uh, a thesis read statement. A bit of yeah, I'll read its thesis. Paranormal sky rods, also known as flying rods or skyfish, are a phenomenon that has been the subject of various claims and conspiracy theories. These alleged objects are typically cylindrical or rod shaped and are said to fly through the sky at high speeds. 
often appearing in the background of videos or for photographs. My favorite is at the end, ChatGPT says, in summary, paranormal sky rods are a controversial and widely debated phenomenon. Good slash bad news, it is not widely debated. I have not seen any debates about rods recently. No, it, uh, it was widely debated, but uh, that was 20 some odd years ago. That is right, right? So they can either be insects or birds, according to this, uh, or debris, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you're in a windy place and there's dust and stuff flying, it could end up looking like that. I agree. So, Angelo, you and I, were both coming into this knowing how bad rods were, but now we get to share that with everyone else about how um, things are, are not great in the rod space. And once again, if you want to share your video of rods or your pictures of rods with us, double density podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on social media with a picture or a, uh, some kind of video of rods. It needs um, to be, though, um, real video compatible. We, you can only watch rod yeah. videos on uh, the G2 Real. Yeah, video. It's got to be in the .rm file yeah, format. Please. If it's not .rm, I don't care. Everything has to be compressed beyond all recognition. The audio has to sound like it's coming from a tiny speaker in the corner of the room, recorded on an EVP recording machine. How how did how much did you enjoy this episode? Let's start with that. It was fun. Again, these are always great because, like I said. There's a little bit of everything. There's obviously the actual paranormal topic. There's nutty people calling in with all kinds of weird claims and ideas. And of course, there's all the extracurricular things in terms of art talking about advanced technologies such as faxing and broadcast.com. That is correct. And so as an interesting post, uh, post, uh, uh, post out on here. Uh, Jose did not release Rods 3 imminently, so it actually came out uh, uh, well ahead of that. So he he pivots, and in 2006, he uh, produces and directs a film called UFO, The Greatest Story Ever to Nine. He makes a sequel to it in 2009, all about the moon. And it, what was his claim about the moon, that we never went? Or that it's not real? No, that like, there's a, probably like a moon base, because I haven't watched these, right? Keep in mind, I've, I've not been able to secure um, copies of these, and I checked uh, all my usual places. They're in, not uh, on Prime? Much. I think could be. Do you want to double check? There's some really rough documentaries on Prime, but probably not. They're probably not on there. Right, Angela. How many? How many excited art bells on five do you give this one? Because it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and I have a soft spot for uh, Jose Escamilla. I give it a good five, uh, uh, four out of five arts. <laughs> four out of five translucent rods. Yes. Did you learn anything from this episode? I think is the better question, right? Because a lot of the, the other different episodes, we, we've been through stories, we heard from callers, we heard from experiences, versus like you and I both knew going into this what it would be like. So I'm kind of curious, like on this end, is there anything that you learned? No, I didn't really learn anything new other than uh, further establishing the fact that uh, art will bring up weird sexual innuendo whenever you can. Yeah, I think I think this was very telling in his personality uh, more than anything else. It's like the, the kind of takeaway for me also, like, that rods are so versatile, Angelo. Yeah, and how so many people really fell into believing it. Did art ever come to the realization that rods were nothing more than video artifacts? That is a question that I do not know the answer to. I've listened to uh, a lot of post-Rods episodes, and I have not heard him um, say much. If anyone else is aware of a specific instance in which he had lamented on his earlier belief in Rods, let me know. But I have not seen or heard uh, evidence as, as such at all. Do you know if Jose ever came back for like another full-on episode? There, there was a, an episode you gave me where he called in briefly, and just a bit of an update on stuff. It was only a few months after this one aired, and uh, not much was said. But do you know if he ever made any future appearances? I feel like he had. I feel like he came back 
uh, in like 2001 or 2002 at one okay. point. Here, let me use the power of the internet to find out. Maybe in the future we'll be able to do a follow-up episode if uh, people like Rod's enough. Let's not. Yeah, he, he came <laughs> back to talk to George Norrie. Oh, those are terrible anyways. Six. Yeah, so let's not listen And to then that. he also appeared uh, in 2003 to talk about the Rod's phenomenon. Yeah, so there's a couple of, of, the, of episodes after this where he, he appeared. When did Art Bell um, pass away? 2019, I want to say? 2020? Oh, that recent. Okay, yeah, I keep forgetting. So Jose Escamilla passed away before him. 2018, I think. 2018 or 2019. Okay, so around remember. the same time then. Yeah. It was definitely pre-pandemic, so I was living up in the, the apartment above me um, before that. Okay. Okay. So, Angela, we've already decided what next episode is going to be uh, all about. We're going to talk about uh, Ed Dames. Yeah, we're going to get ready to do some remote viewing, and I'm going to learn a bit more about Ed Dames because I, I kind of know the name. I kind of know what he's all about, but I don't know. I don't have a deep understanding of him like I do with, with other uh, paranormal. Do we want to call him a grifter? Sure. Showman. Uh, Okay, showman. Okay. I mean, you, you have to pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to access his remote viewing courses, right? Is so. he, he's also dead, right? I don't think so. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, no, he's still around. Awesome. So, Angelo, I feel like this is a good place to stop episode 241 of the Double Density Podcast, a.k.a. episode 6 of Revisiting Coast to Coast. And, um, Rod Central. Rod's are forever angelo so we're gonna work on our skyfish tattoos our matching tattoos or back tattoos and then i think you and i next week will come back regroup kind of share some designs with each other see where this goes yeah we'll uh talk about how the rod is so similar to the new iphone design before we go where can people find us do the wrap-up i want you to do all the things i want you to all ask the things the i don't know i don't know any of our social media stuff but go to www.doubledensity.net not packbell.net but doubledensity.net and there's a form you can fill out. We love hearing from you. Tell us what you thought about the, about this week's title. We're not sure what it'll be, but if it was as enjoyable as last time, tell tell us and let us know. I personally want to put horny art bell, but I know that's not going to fly. Nah, I think I like um, the idea of uh, show me your rod. Well, we'll workshop this together uh, after we finish recording the episode. Yeah, we'll have one of our four-hour titling uh, meetings. Yeah, exactly. Just head over to doubledensity.net. You can fill out the contact form there. Let us know what you think of the title of the episode as well as the contents of Rods. Have you seen Rods? Five stars. Five stars. Automatic five stars. And then, yeah, once again, if you have a video of a Rod that you want to show us in the the .rm format, um, though we may accept other video formats. We'll see. We'll accept even a link to YouTube. Yes. Doubledensitypodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next episode as Angela and I head deeper and deeper into the microscopic world of various insects that have yet to be discovered. Are you ready to be a pioneer, Angelo? I sure am. I'm fascinated by rods, and I'm sure they're real. Nobel Peace Prize, here we come. You hear the dog barking? No. Okay. Not a rod. It's chasing a rod. <laughs> it could be alerting me to the presence of a rod. Rod!